This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. To take your Bibles, let's turn to John 12. We'll be looking at a passage there and then some other passages. As tonight we continue to follow Christian in the Pilgrim's Progress. Tonight, we find Christian disregarding the fear of timorous and mistrust. Remember those two fellows passed him. They had seen something in the road ahead. They were fearful. They're running the other way. They explained to him that there were lions up ahead. But Christian made his way back to the arbor because, you remember, that's where he lost the scroll. And so on his mind, these two fearful men, and Bunyan tells us that in his dream, as Christian got back to that arbor, he sat down and wept. But at last, looking sorrowful and downward, Under the bench, he caught glimpse of his scroll, which is the word of God. With trembling and haste, he grabbed it up. And who can tell, Bunyan says, how joyful this man was as he found it again. This scroll was the assurance of his eternal life and acceptance into the celestial city. May I pause and just remind us, Paul said, heed the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. And he's not casting any doubt. We we use that expression today. He's saying through the scriptures, you know you have eternal life. What a joy it was after the service Sunday evening uh, to sit with some of our folks and, and a guest and to be able to open the word of God, share the gospel, and... uh, just to see this individual open uh, her heart to the Lord and with tears, uh, trust Christ. Uh, Hallelujah. Thank God for the scroll, right? Uh, We use a book that's got covers, but uh, for much of church history, it wasn't a book. Uh, They they used the parchments that uh, had the word of God. So Christian tucked it into his cloak gave thanks to God for directing his eyes to that place where it lay, and with joy and tears he set out again on his journey. How nimbly he ascended the rest of the hill. Yet before he reached the top, the sun went down, and Christian again recalled the vanity of his sleeping that had caused him to lose his scroll. It's interesting, this section in Pilgrim's Progress, how Bunyan emphasizes Uh, spiritually, we can't afford to sleep. Now, we know physically we all need to sleep. But spiritually, we can't be asleep. Christian chides himself, O thou sinful sleep, it is because of thee I am behind in my journey. I must now walk without the sun. Darkness covers my journey, and I fear the noise of unseen creatures, all because of my sinful sleep. Look at John 12 and verse 35. Jesus talked about this. 
and it couldn't be clear. Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. And of course, he's speaking about himself. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. The disciples had the light of the world. We have the light of the world, but we also have the light of his word. It is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Don't sleep, walk in the light. Now, as Christian remembered the story of mistrust and timorous, how they told him they were frightened with the sight of two lions. Then said Christian to himself again, these beasts prowl in the night for their prey. How shall I avoid them and escape being torn in pieces? Now, while he went on his way, Thinking about his unhappy chances, he lifted up his eyes, and behold, there was a stately palace beside the road before him. It was beautiful. And he would later learn that it was its very name. House Beautiful. So I saw in my dream that he made haste, hoping to lodge there. But before he had gone far... The road became a narrow passage, and what he saw next froze his steps in fear. Two lions were in the way, the very beasts that had driven back timorous and mistrust. He also thought to go back, since certain death waited before him. But the porter, who was doorkeeper of the palace, whose name was Watchful, Perceiving that Christian might turn back, cried unto him, saying, Is thy strength so small? Fear not the lions, for they are chained and are placed there to try the traveler's faith and discover who's those who have no faith. Keep in the middle of the path, and no hurt will come unto thee. As I was studying this week for tonight, I couldn't help reading that with my mind going to Job. The roaring lion sought to devour Job, right? Walking around, seeking whom he may devour. And he, he had his sights on Job. And yet, would you agree with me, Satan in the book of Job, he's a chained lion. He's chained. On the Sea of Galilee, Jesus said unto his disciples, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Mark 4 and verse 40. Like watchful, we must beware of those whose fear would cause them to turn back from following the narrow way. Have you ever thought that God is going to bring you across the path of those whose fear is choking their faith. And in those moments, if you'll be spirit-led, God can use you to strengthen their faith and remind them, with God, you don't need to fear. We must also be watchful and not let fear cause us to turn back. I love the words of the songwriter, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. 
Then I saw that Christian went on, trembling for fear of the lions, but taking good heed to the directions of watchful. The lions roared, but could not do him harm. Then he clapped his hands and ran until he stood before the gate where watchful was. Then said Christian, Sir, what house is this, and may I lodge here tonight? Watchful answered, This house was built by the Lord of this hill, and he built it for the relief and security of Christians. Watchful then asked Christian, uh, asked who Christian was and where he was going. To which Christian responded, I am come from the city of destruction and am going to Mount Zion. But because the sun is now set, I desire, if I may, to lodge here tonight. My name is Christian, but my name at the first was graceless. And then Christian made an interesting statement. He said, I came from the race of Japheth, whom God will allow to dwell in the tents of Shem. As I was reading this, it made me pause, and I had to do a little study just to be reminded, what was it that Christian stated, what was it that Bunyan wanted to point out uh, for his readers? Of course, he's quoting from Genesis 9.27, but here's the application of what uh, Bunyan was saying through Christian. We don't know fully what Bunyan understood about this passage, but we understand it today. And I think uh, Bunyan understood uh, the basic tenets of this, and that's why I included it in the story. Thinking back on Genesis 9.27, the Lord predicted through Noah the greatest influence of his son, Japheth, over the others. Now, this is after the incident where his son Ham commits sin. And, uh, and it was partly Noah is to blame because he got drunk. And that never leads to good. And so when he's sober again and he understands the situation that had happened, he, he blesses Japheth, he blesses Shem. But you remember there was a curse uh, not on him, but on his son Canaan. But the gist of it is this. From Japheth came the peoples of Europe and Asia who have ex extended their influence over the whole earth. All right, so think about the colonization, the Europeans. Think about Asia and, and the empires there and how they spread over the earth. So what Noah predicted, again, being led of the Lord, has come to pass. Japheth, of all the brothers, has had the most global influence. But this is interesting. From Shem came the Jews, and therefore the Lord Jesus. And so think about the fact tonight that it doesn't matter where the influence of Japheth's descendants are. Think about... Uh, the fact that the Jews are in many countries. The Gentiles, their tents are around those of the Jews. But also think about the Abrahamic covenant that through 
uh, Abraham, all nations of the earth would be what? They'd be blessed. A reference, of course, to Christ. Bunyan, being a descendant of Japheth, okay, a Brit, would one day live in the New Jerusalem among the dwellings of Jewish believers. And even his reference to Christian going to Mount Zion, do you realize, I, I know you do, heaven is going to be our home, but namely a new Jerusalem. But even before the new Jerusalem, for a thousand years, Jesus is going to reign on Mount Zion. Okay? And so Bunyan is looking past all that is happening. And he's focused on the Savior's second advent, epiphany, as we talked about on Sunday, and the reality that Jesus is going to reign, and that's where Christian was focused Watchful said to Christian, how does it happen that you came here so late? Christian responded, I have been here, uh, I had been here sooner. But being uh, the wretched man that I am, of course, reference there to Romans 7.24, I slept in the arbor that stands on the hillside. In my sleep I lost my scroll and assurance of entrance into the celestial city and was forced to turn back to find it. Having found the scroll by God's mercy, I have come at this hour. Watchful, having heard Christian's reply, stated that he would call one of the damsels of that place to bring him into the family who dwelled there. Watchful rang the porter's bell, and there came to the door a serious and beautiful woman named Discretion. She asked the porter why he had called. Watchful explained a traveler had come from the city of destruction and was on his way now to Mount Zion. But being weary in the hour late, he asked that he might lodge there. Then she asked him his name and what he had seen along the way. Being satisfied with his answers, she called forth three other sisters. Prudence, piety, and charity. They too inquired of the man and said, Come in, thou blessed of the Lord. This house was built by the Lord of the hill on purpose to entertain travelers like yourself. Christian then bowed his head and followed them into the house. He was offered a place to rest his weary legs and something to drink while dinner was prepared. To make good use of the time, piety, prudence, and charity discoursed with their guest, and thus they began. That brings us to this section, the end of this section of Pilgrim's Progress. What is the imagery this, of, of all this here? Well, it's significant that Bunyan places House Beautiful on, at the top of Hill Difficulty. House Beautiful was built by the Lord, and it represents all of our homes as Christian families. 
Do we as believers face difficulty? Are there hills that we have to climb? Yes, but who is the Lord of those hills? Our Savior. And yet as we climb and we face fears and dangers, including the lion, when that happens, God has placed within His church Christian homes and individuals that are meant to be a blessing to fellow believers and fellow travelers. So, every Christian home should be a dwelling there where God's children are protected spiritually and help other fellow believers as they journey on to the celestial city. That's what my home is intended to be. That's what your home is intended to be. Frankly, this is the essence of Christian hospitality. We'll say more about that in a moment. The imagery of two lions before the entrance of House Beautiful was significant in Bunyan's England and today in lands that experience, experience religious persecution. Think about this. To enter the home of believers. And Bunyan's day was to identify with their beliefs. And this involved great risk and greater faith. Now we don't know a lot about persecution here. But in countries like China, where do they meet to worship? House churches. And those places, the paths to those places, there's danger. Really. You enter there at your own risk. But the families that occupy those homes, those homes are places of protection for their children, their believing children, and for fellow believers, travelers to the celestial city who gather there to meet, to be encouraged. And that's exactly what's happening with Christian in Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress. Finally, note that a watch, a porter, had been placed at the door of House Beautiful. Anyone allowed to enter was carefully questioned to know if he or she had faith and what their purpose was. I don't think we take enough time to talk about the need for protection within our homes. It's a wicked, godless place out there. But our homes are to be spiritual havens. Guests who come to our homes are treated as family and are encouraged in that safe haven. And in each of our homes, who should dwell there? Discretion, prudence, piety, charity. Right? These are powerful reminders to the church of what our Christian home should be and the purpose of our hospitality. That's why we gather. Now, we can enjoy good food. We can even laugh together, play games together. That's, that's fine. But we should be strategic, inviting into our homes those 
who are fearful, those who are struggling along the pathway, they need to be brought in, ministered to, and they need to experience discretion, prudence, be challenged to be cautious, piety. They ought to see, and our children ought to see, our homes ought to be a place where reverence for God is exercised in all things. Where even in our homes, well, we kind of let our hair down. You know that what that expression means, right? Okay. And so we, we say things, and we're not as careful with our actions and our reactions. Stop. Home ought to be the place where there is great carefulness, where people are modest in the way that they dress, in the things that they say. We can't help the way they talk out there, but we can help what's said in our homes. And love should be written on our doorposts and demonstrated in every space. Now what's interesting, and I'm going to give you a little teaser here, as we go on in Pilgrim's Progress, those of you that have read it, know anything about this, you know that somewhere along the line, Christian picks up the armor of God. He may enter dressed like a pilgrim, but he leaves dressed like a warrior. Do you know where he gets all that armor? It's in House Beautiful. And thus, he's going to be ready for the rest of his journey, but his greatest challenges still lie ahead. So may our houses be like House Beautiful. And those who dwell there be known for love, discretion, and prudence. And may God use our homes to be havens where those who live in that home are strengthened in the journey and where other believers can be brought in, their faith strengthened as we all head together to, to the celestial city. Toward the hope of our high calling, toward the promise we've received. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God, or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, please visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org, or call us at 757-488-3241. We encourage you to share this message with others. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and God's Word has had an impact on your life, as together we strive to show forth the path of life. Press on.